Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National columnist, joins us now. Dan, we've been talking about Decision 1.0, Decision 2.0, Decision 3.0. You've covered them all. How would you characterize the interest this year for LeBron James as it compares to the last two times? Huh, well, it's a good question. I don't know. It's, I guess, not quite as big because, I don't know, I think there was, there was great intrigue if they would possibly dare to leave Cleveland. I think that was probably the biggest one. Yep. The second one you could kind of see coming. Uh, this one, I think, I think people are more okay with him moving around, uh, particularly at this stage. He brought brought the title to Cleveland, so but there's there's a lot of intrigue. But I, I don't think it's like if Le, wherever LeBron goes, you're guaranteeing a title, which is what you kind of thought the last two times. So I guess if we're ranking them, it would be third. However, uh, there's certainly incredible <laughs> incredible interest in in where LeBron's going to go because he will. He may not tip the balance of who's going to win the title next year, but he's certainly going to change the narrative and how how the how the season is going to play out um, wherever he goes. That's 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 how big he is, and and obviously, who does he bring with him? Is is, is this Paul George news because he and LeBron are saying, "Hey, let's do this. Let's go to L.A." Uh, or is it unrelated? And so, it's who does he come come with him? And and obviously, anytime the Lakers are going to be involved, it's going to be a big deal. How closely are you following this? You will inevitably write a national column at Yahoo Sports breaking down the NBA free agency drama, whatever LeBron James decides to do. Are you like checking your Twitter feed regularly? Are you just waiting and knowing that? I mean, like, what what is the day to day like for you, knowing that you're going to write a column? Do you already write a draft column, like projecting which way he might go? How do you handle this, particularly because it's coming up on July 4th, 
and you're a dad like a lot of other dads and moms out there, and you probably got July 4th plans. Two years ago, Kevin Durant just like kind of catapulted cannonball style into the swimming pool, and everybody had to scramble and cover that on July 4th. How do you prepare for a story like this? Yeah, I uh, love covering the NBA. Really wish they would do free agency on July 5th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It would make everybody's uh, life a little bit better. I, I was talking about this on the show. I think I'm going to take off July 5th and 6th because this year we've got July 4th right in the middle of the week, but I'm not necessarily able to guarantee that because if on July 4th we get major news, I'd probably come in on the 5th to talk about it. You'll probably get major news. Um, yeah, it's – I mean, look, we have uh, dream jobs, right? I don't, I don't really call it work. I call it a job. So – uh, if this is part of it, then that's fine. Um, you know, there's a lot of people have to work July 4th, and uh, it's not, you know, writing columns about what LeBron James is doing. So I'll take it. But in an ideal situation, if this was all about me, we could do this uh, a week later or a week earlier and, and be done with it. But, no, you're going to – I mean, it's going to be a lot of columns. There's going to be a lot of interest. This is what people are going to be talking about at the barbecues and – and uh, and cookouts and parades and whatever they're doing on July Fourth. So um, that's just that's just how you do it. But yeah, it, it, you know there'll be twists and turns. In the past, LeBron has been very, um, you know, it's been a real process. There's been interviews. He's brought the teams in to talk. Uh, you know, it's been very deliberate. He, he doesn't just make a rash decision. And and if you look at his at his two moves, they were both successful moves. Uh, he has three titles, so I don't know how this one's going to be. He's at a different different stage of life and, and a different spot. I don't know whether he just uh, really does sit there and say, okay, come on in, here's four teams, let's have interviews. At that pace, then every one is like a recruiting visit almost, and you try to get people who are in the room, you try to talk to people on each team, you try to get whatever sources you can. And I remember covering that first one, very, very aggressively, you know, how did the Miami Heat meeting go? What did they say? Um, you know, I think he was going to meet with the Nets. There, there were just different teams, you know. What could Mark Cuban get in there? There's just so much intrigue of the different things, everyone trying to get it. And the beauty of the NBA is these are all massive names. You know, uh, you know. I remember it's like Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning in a meeting with LeBron James trying to talk to him about, you know, uh, toughness and accountability and the culture of the heat, you know, like there's a, there's a story there, almost the way you get in like college football recruiting. And so if you can report on those things and see why he's swinging, which way it, it's good information. So uh, we'll see what happens and what LeBron wants to do. I, I did write almost across the playoffs about this. I mean, the NBA finals were much about LeBron and where he was going and talking to, uh, LeBron at the press conference, talking to people around him in Cleveland, I know. I've covered LeBron since he was a junior in high school. Um, this one is a, it, it, the family dynamic is going to be a much bigger decision. When his kids are little, it, it, we're going where dad needs to go. Um, this time, uh, I, I'm not saying he won't go somewhere because this is where dad needs to go, but he has a son, LeBron James Jr., who's projecting to be an NBA player. And you, as much as you sit there and say his name's LeBron James Jr., he'll probably just make it, and everywhere's a good spot. He really likes his kids. And if your kid was a possible NBA player, even if you too were an NBA player, you would be sitting there saying, geez, what decisions do I make to help foster this? 
Is he in a good spot? Is he, you know, is this the right school? Where, where, what team could he play for? Things like that. I do believe those factors are going to be involved in a way that they weren't the last time. He's, he's a, he's a father now of a, te- of a, of a high school kid, going to be high school kid, a preteen and a little girl. And he takes being a father serious. Uh, and and I think it's it's just a different stage of life that he's at. He knows this is the last move. Is Paul George worth thirty four million dollars a year? That's the news right now. We just like at the top of the hour, Paul George has officially opted out with the Indiana Pacers. Last year, when we were having this conversation, Laker fans were like, "Oh my God, yes, he's certainly worth it." You go look at what happened in Oklahoma City. Maybe he's going to re up with Oklahoma City. We don't know. But he's got a five-year, $169 million contract, I think, hanging out there that he could sign roughly $34 million a year. Is he worth it? I think he's borderline worth it. I mean, he's shown to be an elite scorer, an elite player. He can be a top dog on a team. Um, the Oklahoma City thing was a – you know, obviously didn't work out, but I, I just didn't like the way that all mixed up. Um, Westbrook's tough to play with at times. And obviously, you know, you throw Mello in there, and it just it just wasn't the right right go. But he's borderline. I mean, it's not one of those guys you say absolutely. But if you, if you get past those absolutely guys, they're, they're few and far between. So all of a sudden you're down to just a few guys. Uh, and so Paul George is a heck of a talent. And um, – you know, a lot of it is, is best available, uh, you know, the Peter principle. And so who's, who's out there and Paul George is, is, uh, is an awful good player. So, uh, you know, I don't know what 34, none, no, none of these guys, no one's worth 34 million, but, um, but in terms of basketball, yeah, he probably is. And, and if, it, if, if you have to get him to get LeBron, then he absolutely is worth it. We're talking to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports national columnist. Okay. What do you think about Kawhi? and the situation that seems to be playing out down in San Antonio. Rumors uh, running rampant that the Lakers are making an aggressive play, basically offering up all their good young talent. Spurs seem content to sit back and let everybody come to them and make uh, you know kind of a king's ransom offers for Kawhi Leonard. My argument early in the show is I don't understand if you want to go to the Lakers why Kawhi Leonard would insist that the Lakers give up all their good young talent to get him when he could wait one year and go as an unrestricted free agent. What do you think happens there? What do you think about this story in general? Does it strike you as strange that the Spurs, which have been outside of the drama business by and large over the years, suddenly find themselves at the center of the NBA soap opera? Yeah, well, that's that's a new bit. For, forever Popovich has been able to get the guys that that and and, and had a relationship with the guys where – you know, it just works, and there isn't that drama. There isn't any conflict, or if there is, it's held in house. Um, Kawhi Leonard, to your previous question, is worth every bit of thirty-four, thirty-eight million. This guy can play if he's healthy. Uh, I thought he was the. I thought I think LeBron's the MVP every year, but um, he never wins it. But I thought Kawhi was the best player last year when he was healthy. I mean, he's the defense that he brings, and, and that's why I kind of seem like. Oh gosh, they got their next guy. He doesn't say a lot. He's willing to play team ball. He he thrives at both ends of the court. All these things. So it's frustrating for San Antonio to be involved in this, and, and that's why you know the Lakers will have to throw a lot at him. The the Spurs are not on any timetable here. 
Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard now. Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard on September 1. And he's Kawhi Leonard at the trade deadline. Um, you know, obviously you lose a little bit of it. You get into a rent-a-player thing but at that stage. But he's he doesn't, they don't have to do this by Friday night. They don't have to do this before. They're not getting LeBron James. So um, I don't know whether they make a deal. They want to keep him. You don't get those kind of players in San Antonio. The Lakers can always be an attractive option because as we're looking at this, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard both grew up in L.A. or around L.A. They want to go home. Uh, There just isn't that kind of talent coming out of San Antonio year after year, and you're not a glamour franchise no matter how many titles you win. San Antonio, as much as I love it, is not Los Angeles. So um, I'll be interested to see what they do. They're not going to make a move on anyone else's timeline. And maybe that's their advantage right now is the Lakers know that and know they have to sweeten the pot. Uh, but if, if, if Popovich doesn't feel like he can repair this relationship, then they really should try to get as many good assets as possible. Uh, Kawhi wants out, uh, and he wants out now. Uh, but look, if, if uh, Lakers have a lot of good players, but if they can add, if they can come out of this summer with Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George, or, or Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James, or some kind of some kind of grouping there. Uh, you don't really care about your young players because these, these are the guys who are going to take the shots. These are the guys who are going to. You can fill in around those guys and be really, really, really strong. L.A. is about stars. It ain't about rebuilding. This is the Lakers, right? Uh, you you always have stars. You always go for the. You always go for it every year, and that's been the system that's worked for a long time. Uh, not hey, give us three years, maybe some of these guys will pan out. Uh, so we we will uh, we'll see, but I, I find that dynamic interesting on a timing uh, a timing philosophy as much as anything else. Why why would San Antonio trade them by by Friday when everyone else has a deadline that they don't have to adhere to? We're talking to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports national columnist, Jameis Winston. Let's go NFL for a minute here. The yeah. mess surrounding Jameis Winston. I don't know whether the NFL is waiting till Friday to release this news. I don't know if they'll do it Tuesday, right before July 4th, whether they're hoping to bury it in, into NBA free agency and not have as many people take note of it. But there has been the report that Jameis Winston is going to be suspended three games for whatever happened with an Uber driver uh, several, uh, several years ago now, uh, alleged sexual assault. How would you respond if you were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, assuming that this report is accurate and he's going to be suspended for three games? And how ugly is this going to get for the NFL uh, in a modern Me Too era because it's Jameis Winston who has the pass that he does at Florida State? Well, you know, my guess is Tampa just takes their punishment. Um, You know, the the question will be, is Jameis and his camp going to try to fight this and and appeal it and and add to the circus, or are they going to try to move on here? Um, This was a – they they waged an extremely aggressive defense the last time, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. He was facing up to 15 years in prison uh, if convicted of the Florida State thing. So you better believe you're going to to wage a a, – you know, life-altering defense. Because forget the money. Fifteen years is fifteen years. Um, your life is forever changed, and, and not in any good way. And football is over. So, but they also waged a very strong public relations campaign. Uh, a lot of it, which I found, I covered that story very, very carefully, and found that to be troubling. Uh, the way that they spoke of 
uh, of the woman involved, the accuser, victim, uh, however it was, and in you know really trying to hammer on her when it was kind of clear that this was this was at 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 best for Jameis a murky situation, um, but but nobody cloaked themselves in uh, in glory uh, that night. Uh, certainly not Jameis or any of any of his friends, and and I think when you get right back and boom, here we are again with really ridiculous decision making, um, considering how much Jameis Winston has to lose here. Um, besides just the what the heck, right? I mean, uh, you know, I mean the behavior is 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 ridiculous to begin with uh, the the allegation, but why put yourself in that situation? Where's the decision making? You know, you're you're now in a, you know, there's no excuse at any age. But at this point, you're supposed to be more mature. This is what we all heard. You're a leader of the team. You're a hundred million dollar entity. You're you're a business. You at some point you have to put yourself in better positions uh, than this. If you are really being again falsely accused for for no apparent reason, um, you know why why are you allowing yourself in positions where you're going to be falsely accused? And so, you know, I think for Tampa, you know, you're going to spend the next year and a half sitting there trying to evaluate. I mean, they're going to play him, but what is Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston's going to want $100 million in a year and a half. Jameis Winston's going to be a free agent. Jameis Winston's going to, I got to be your franchise. It's, it, it's a Trump. mess. There's, there's no doubt at all about it. Uh, Dan Wetzel, enjoy the, hopefully you get some resolution before July 4th. Appreciate you joining us here. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Go follow him on Twitter at Dan Wetzel. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We are talking now with Chris Mannix. He hosts a show on FSR with Karan Butler, uh, Chris and Karan, 12 to 3 o'clock Eastern on Sundays. He's also a senior writer at Yahoo Sports. He's an expert in the NBA. But before we get going with that, it's July 4th coming up. Have you ever heard of sea lice before, Chris? Sea lice, uh, no. It sounds terrifying, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds like something that some would contract on the beach in, in like, you know, bed bugs or something for travelers, you know what I mean? Yeah, we were doing research in the Animal Thunderdome, and it sounds uh, utterly terrifying, especially because I'm going to Florida, and that's where the outbreak is. So I think I'm just basically not – I'm only going to go to the pool. I hope it doesn't translate from the, from the water in the ocean to the water in the pool. That would be a real mess. I got to tell you, man, like – I have. I used to live on Cape Cod when I was much younger, and I still have memories of floating away on a raft and being surrounded by jellyfish. I don't. I, I can count on one hand the number of times I've been in the ocean since. Like oh, that stuff wow. sticks with you, man. That stuff yeah. really sticks with you. So I saw this story recently that, that you, you know how these uh, like big uh, swan and flamingo floats have become really popular. Yeah, uh, a dad, and I don't know if you have kids, but a dad had his kid out, like a three-year-old in, and this is like a perfect dad story uh, in England. I think we talked about this, right? Uh, they were in England, and he had his daughter. I think it was daughter or son, three-year-old in this uh, float. And the wind was blowing really aggressively out to sea, and the dad lost control of the float, and the float went like, like way out into the ocean, and they couldn't figure out how to get it back. It was too far for him to swim, and they had to call in all the security to get it back. And I, all I could think was that dad is done, right? Because I guarantee you, the wife was like, "I don't know if we should put her in the float and take it out." And he's like, "Oh, it's going to be fine." Next thing you know, she's hundreds of yards out to sea. Nobody can get to her. And she's floating around out there and just reminded me when I heard your jellyfish story. Oh, you, you, yeah, you never live that down. And 
I mean, it's impossible. But I also don't understand the appeal of the ocean. Um, you know, I, I've gone to the Caribbean and snorkeled. I mean, that's one thing. But, you know, just sitting on the beach. Now, I live in the Northeast, and, you know, they, they have beaches everywhere, but the water sucks. Like, yeah. they, they don't give me that. I mean, give me a, you know, 80-degree pool that I can just sit on a float in with a beer, and I'm good. I, I don't need to be rocked by waves or ripping seaweed off me or certainly not looking for jellyfish around, around, my, around the corner. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, I'm like, this is where you get kind of terrified. I don't necessarily want to take, like, I feel like my kids have to see the Jaws movies at some point. But I also know that once they do, there's no way they're ever going to get in the water again. Um, and so I'm trying to keep them from seeing them so far. Like, because uh, I've got a 10, a 7, and a 3 year old. The 10 year old's probably old enough, but I remember seeing Jaws for the first time and being afraid to actually get in a swimming pool. There's no way I would have gotten in the ocean uh, after seeing that, and there's no yeah. way my kids are either. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in the Northeast, you every year there's always one story of shark sighting or shark washes up on beach. Um, it's usually down the Cape or in Nantucket or, or, or something like that, and you know, that's just, you know, uh, added reason not to go anywhere near it. I mean, I, I live uh, in the Boston area right near the water. I take my chair sometimes in the summertime down to the water. I sit there, I lie out, whatever, for an hour, two hours. You will never catch me getting into that water. I'll, I'll lie there, and I'll go to a friend's pool later. We're talking to Chris Mannix. He's an NBA expert and also an ocean expert. Um, when you uh, – all right, so your day-to-day now, how many times a day do you check your phone during NBA free agency? Like today – you're starting off with us early in the morning. I'm sure you've been up and following stuff already. Paul George officially now an unrestricted free agent. When you are going through a day like this, what's your typical day like as NBA free agency plays out? You know, it's it's just a, a regular stream of text messages, uh, phone calls. You try not to go too deep on the phone calls now because everybody's kind of in their war rooms and hunkered down and, and doing stuff, but, you know, just trying to find out if, if anything's new, if there's been any kind of significant change uh, in the landscape. Well, one thing GMs are, are, I found, are not sure of right now that makes them nervous, especially, say, out in Oklahoma City, is the level of communication uh, between players in kind of this pre-free agency period. Now, you know, teams, other teams can't contact players, and the NBA's been pretty vigilant on cracking down on this stuff in recent years. But going back to David Stern, it's been an NBA practice, really not to give a damn about uh, players tampering with players. So there's no question that LeBron is talking to Paul George, who's talking to Marcus Cousins. They might have a group text, for all we know, um, at this point. So that, that's what kind of keeps teams up at night in this pre-free agency period, the communication, especially when a guy like LeBron James is on the market. All right, so what ends up happening? Let's start with LeBron. Uh, the offshores right now have LeBron going to the Lakers as the favorite. The, the Cavs are the second most likely team. In other words, he would just stay in Cleveland. If you're reading your crystal ball right now, what does LeBron James do? You now, it, it, Clay, it, it's, it's really hard to, to make any projection because for the first time, maybe in LeBron's unrestricted free agency history, uh, he is beholden in some ways to the will of other players, and maybe player specifically uh, in Paul George. Now, a year ago, it seemed impossible to imagine Paul George re-signing with Oklahoma City, but th- this is a guy, and, and look, Oklahoma City, if you, if you know anything about their front office, they're, they're not confident about the sun coming up the next day. It's just not how kind of they, they operate. They're in a perpetual state of paranoia. But they're extremely comfortable with the relationship they developed with Paul George over the year, 
and Russell Westbrook has developed a real strong relationship with him. Plus, he's working out with him this offseason, which I would imagine is another uh, recruiting tool uh, for Westbrook. So they may not get Paul George's name on a five-year contract, but they're developing kind of a, a quiet comfortability with uh, him signing a short-term deal uh, with them. And if that's the case, I, I really don't know what LeBron does at this point. I mean, everybody's kind of pointing at Kawhi Leonard, right, saying Kawhi is going to get traded. The Lakers will find a way to make a deal with San Antonio. I do not see that happening. The San Antonio Spurs, everything I've been told, and, and the way they're operating as recently as last night, the people that I talked to, they are methodical with all this. They don't see the first week in free agency as a deadline for them. They don't see August 1st as a deadline for them. The only deadline they actually see is the trade deadline in February, and that's how they're kind of operating when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, th- this report out there that the Lakers have been kind of told that, there's, that there should be a sense of urgency to go uh, get Kawhi, if I'm Jeannie Buss, that's not something I want. I, I don't want – look, Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson versus the Spurs front office in basketball is a blowout. Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson versus the Spurs front office in basketball operations is a blowout the other way. So I don't think I want my, my front office operating with a sense of desperation because you might get fleeced in the same way the Nets got fleeced by the Celtics. Magic Johnson came out and said uh, something, you know, I don't feel pressure, I've been to nine finals, but he hasn't really been in this seat as an executive before. If, as you said, Paul George re-ups with Oklahoma City, and Kawhi Leonard, they aren't able to swing a trade there, whether or not it's good for the franchise either way. If LeBron James sees both of those things happen, isn't he just as good to stay in Cleveland for a year as go elsewhere because there isn't a team that he's been able to assemble that would be able to win a championship? And is there anything else out there, DeMarcus Cousins, Chris Paul, anybody else that you think is likely to move that could kind of change that calculation? Yeah, the the Magic Johnson quote was was bizarre. I mean, you know, equating, you know, playing in finals and the pressure feel there is, you know, to make the the kind of the pool analogy, it's like Michael Phelps saying I can swim you know, an ultra, you know, an ultraman, uh, an ultra triathlon, or whatever it is. I mean, in the ocean, it just doesn't. They don't equate at all. It is, they're completely different skill sets in uh, in running a front office. I, I don't see any of those other significant pieces uh, moving. Now, Chris Paul. I mean, if you watch Chris Paul at the award ceremony, uh, that goofy award show the NBA has, he looks on pretty good terms with everybody there. Now, there might be some haggling over the number of years on his contract, but nobody's going to tell me that there wasn't a wink, wink, nod, nod deal when Chris Paul opted into that final year of his contract to facilitate the trade uh, to the Rockets. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is interesting, but DeMarcus Cousins, if you're acquiring him or you're going with him as a package deal, you have to operate under the assumption that 2018-19 is a lost season. You know, DeMarcus hurt, you know, tore that Achilles in midseason. There has never been a player that's come back after a year and been the same guy in that year. You have to even be worried about what he's like in year two, because that injury is as tough as they get to overcome. So, you know, going back to Cleveland on kind of a one-plus-one or a two-year deal makes a lot of sense. And, and going back would allow him to exert that control. He could tell the Cavs, look, you got Kevin Love, you got Colin Sexton, do something with it. Make a deal that improves us, and I'll come back for one year. It's, it's fascinating. Do you like, I mean, the NBA regular season, I don't pay a lot of attention to it or talk about it very much on the show. The NBA postseason, yes, obviously, as it moves along. But the NBA free agency is almost more fun. What do you like covering more? Do you like covering the regular season, the postseason, or the NBA free agency more? 
Oh, I like free agency. I'm a little LeBron weary at this point. Um, you know, I, I could do without him doing a one plus one and going into free agency again next year. I mean, third time is is enough uh, for me uh, with LeBron. But I mean the the intrigue, the palace intrigue, go free agency, trying to root out why things happen, who's talking to who, um, and writing kind of these these, these backstories on it all. It's it's it, it's really compelling stuff. What what worries me about this free agency, and even free agency is kind of moving forward, is that it could be, and I don't think it will be, but it could be disastrous for the NBA in terms of their small markets. Now, let's say everything comes together for the Lakers. They're able to acquire Kawhi, and they get Paul George and LeBron to go there. That's three big-time A-list stars that go from small market teams to the big market team, and that would go against everything that Adam Silver's been trying to accomplish over the last few years. So if that happens, you know, be prepared for a, you know, a firestorm, you know, from these small market teams about finding new ways to fix the system. The Lakers have enough money to pay Max D. I, I, I'm not an expert in the salary yep. cap or anything else. The Lakers have enough money to pay Max deals to LeBron, to Paul George, and to Kawhi. Let's pretend that those three guys all want to go to L.A. Is it possible for them to make that work from a salary cap basis? Yeah, it, it's possible if uh, – the Spurs take back Luol Deng's contract. To simplify it, it's basically whatever, all the real stuff you get from L.A., the Spurs would have to also take back Luol Deng's contract. The Lakers are perfectly, uh, uh, purposely, I should say, not signing uh, Mo Wagner, their first-round pick, to, uh, to a contract right now because once they do, he becomes untradeable for 30 days. So they're just keeping his rights right now, and they'll hold on to that for, for a while. But, yeah, if Luol Deng is involved – they can do all three and fit all three under their cap. When does this resolve itself? So you got the news this morning about Paul George basically becoming an unrestricted free agent. You would expect, would you be stunned if LeBron James doesn't do the same thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, unless he's got something figured out with the Houston Rockets, um, that's the only way uh, that LeBron doesn't become a free agent. Okay, so when does this all resolve itself? July 1 is the start of NBA free agency. If I said over under July 4th, this thing has resolved itself, would you take the under or the over? I'd take the over. Um, you know, Le- LeBron's history speaks for itself. I mean, he's, his last two, you know, quote, decisions have been, I think, July 8th and July 12th. So he's been patient there. And one thing we're seeing early on, Clay, about Paul George is that in his first real foray into unrestricted free agency, he wants the bells and whistles. He's doing that three part ESPN show. Uh, he's going to be recruited. I mean, guys, guys that enter unrestricted free agency the first time, they want all this. They want to be wooed. They want the sales pitch. And, and usually when it's over, they wind up hating it. But they all want it uh, in that first time. So, you know, if Paul George goes through all those motions, I think it will take him at least through the 4th of July, and I would expect it a little bit beyond. We're talking to Chris Mannix. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio with Chris and Karan uh, Butler. Uh, he will be on uh, from 12 to 3 on Sunday. You can also follow him on Twitter, and he's a senior writer at Yahoo Sports. So, Chris, when you look at all this all this movement, does it really matter for next year, or are the Warriors still going to be prohibitively better than everybody else? Yeah, I mean, free agency doesn't matter much for next year because even if everything works out perfectly for LeBron – um, you know, that's a Laker team that's going to be built around those three and fleshed out with, like, second-round picks. So it's going to take them some time to put together. If, if they, were, it, it might, they might get to the finals if the Golden State Warriors were not there, but, you know, their presence there, I think Golden State would still 
walk. Houston will still be a threat, but I, I think Golden State, you know, bringing everybody back with a revamped bench, which is their priority this offseason, I think they're, they're head and shoulders better than anybody. But the team that's going to be able to compete with them is Boston next year. I mean, the Celtics, you know, you, you have that group growing organically. You know, you add the two stars back into the mix, um, the coaching staff being what it is. I, I mean, I would make the Celtics right now a co-favorite uh, to win the uh, to win everything, uh, no matter what they do this offseason. All right, last question for you on the Warriors then. How do you break up the Warriors? Do you think that after one more year together – that the Warriors will break up? Is it possible Clay Thompson's going to leave? Or do you think these guys are going to stick together? Kevin Durant leaves. What What is the long-range forecast in your mind for the Golden State Warriors? You know, unless, you know, Joe Lacob, uh, the owner of that team, gets cheap, and I can't imagine him getting cheap with a new, you know, privately funded San Francisco arena opening up in 2019, an arena that he's going to have to sell, you know, expensive luxury suites for, PSLs, the whole nine I don't imagine that happening. I don't see this team breaking up for the next three years. Um, you know, people like to point to Clay Thompson and says, "Well, does he want a bigger role? He's third banana. He's uh, you know he's not going to you know be the alpha on this team anytime soon." I've had this conversation with Clay Thompson a lot. You know, probably half a dozen times at different venues over the years, and every time I talk to Clay. Uh, you know, a, a, to paraphrase a response, it's winning is just too much fun. He just enjoys winning at this highest level more than anything else. And if that's the case, he's not going to go for you know a full max level offer necessarily or search out other opportunities. If they make him a good offer, even if it's two or three million dollars, maybe per year less than what he's able to get, I believe he's going to take it. Draymond might be a different story, but you get a little more flexibility uh, with Draymond in terms of time on his contract to make a decision. I know I said last question, but I actually have one more. And we're talking to Chris Mannix. For people out there who aren't following this on a minute-by-minute basis, what should they pay attention to as like key signposts? I know the July 1 officially starting, but what to you would be a line of demarcation of, this is a big deal and I expect it to happen, and then the linchpins? Like, kinda, for people out there who are casual fans, what should they pay attention to? I mean, I would just follow as closely as I can the, the free agency course of Paul George because you know, even though LeBron in recent years has been the domino to fall first and everything would kind of cascade after him, what Paul George does is going to dictate what everybody else does because you know, it, it's not just teams that are in the LeBron sweepstakes that are holding open cap space for LeBron. You know, Houston's pursuit of LeBron is mirrored by its pursuit of Paul George. Same thing with the Philadelphia 76ers. These teams all crave Paul George, not as much as they want LeBron, but it's on that level. So when Paul makes a decision... I think you'll see in, in kind of an avalanche of events happen in the immediate aftermath of that. He's Chris Mannix. He's at Yahoo Sports. He's at Chris Mannix YS. He'll be here on the weekend, Sunday, 12 to 3 with Karan Butler. Appreciate the time, my man. Good luck following that phone. Anytime, Clay. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.